Welcome to the Gov Innovator Podcast. I'm Andy Feldman. Our topic today is insights about building a community of practice within a public agency around using behavioral insights. Our guest is Melissa Leal from the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment. Here's a clip. Often in government, we don't always create programs or communications or services with a good understanding of how humans behave. As many of us have experienced, some government forms or communications or processes can be overly complicated, not really created for the user. So that's where this idea came from. Governments at all levels are increasingly using research findings from behavioral economics and other behavioral sciences to help programs address priority challenges. One way to help support that effort is to launch a community of practice within an agency around behavioral insights. To learn more, we're joined by Melissa Leal. She's a change management specialist at the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment. In 2019, she led the formation of a community of practice around behavioral insights within the department, and she joins us to provide lessons for any state or local or federal agency that might want to do something similar. Melissa, it's good to have you with us. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to share what we have learned so far. Start us off, if you would, Melissa, by telling us about the origins of how this community of practice started. Sure. I had this idea to begin using behavioral insights to improve public health and government in general. Of course, it wasn't my idea, but learning from various books and experts out there. Often in government, we don't always create programs or communications or services with a good understanding of how humans behave. As many of us have experienced, um, some government forms or communications or processes can be overly complicated, not really created for the user. So that's where this idea came from. And so there was an opportunity to pitch the idea to our leadership team through a program we have here at CDPHE called the Innovation Mini Grants Program. So luckily I had that opportunity. Uh, the leadership team was excited about it and we received funding. We were able to use the funding to hire the behavioral insights team to come here to Colorado. This was before COVID. They came here in person and were able to train about 45 staff initially. Um, we had a lot of leadership in that initial training and they were so excited about it that they actually provided more funding so that we could train about 100 more staff. The training was about a five-hour training, really meant to be a pretty thorough introduction, but still just an introduction. So an important uh, kind of level setting or education step, this is actually before the community practice was even formed. Tell us then what happened next. Yeah, so after the training, there was a lot of excitement and kind of buzz about behavioral insights. Um, as the person who was coordinating the training, I reached out um, to do some follow-up, including a survey in which I gauged interest in continuing to learn and get somehow get together and move this work forward. So that's where the community of practice came from, is interest expressed through this survey. That's really useful. You knew that there was demand for a community of practice from the survey. So Melissa, get us up to speed, if you would, about how it rolled out, the community of practice, how often do you all meet, and what do the meetings look like? 
Mm-hmm. We decided, the group decided actually, to meet once per month for one hour. So we started off, of course, our kickoff was we tried to make it really exciting with, you know, introductions and some some games. Then the group decided we wanted to do a little bit more learning. So we had a couple of meetings where we invited someone outside of our organization to come in and share how they're using behavioral insights. From there, the group decided that we really wanted to apply behavioral insights. That felt like the best way for us to learn. So we brainstormed some project ideas, kind of offered our services throughout the department and weren't really taken up uh, by anyone. So we kind of created our own project. We started out with what is called a form clinic. We had members bring in a communication, whether it's public facing or internal, um, that could use some improvement. And we actually used behavioral insights to dissect communications and offer ideas for improvement. So Melissa, great idea that you all had to have a form clinic. It reminds me of the Formapalooza that Washington, D.C. has uh, to improve city-related forms. You also have an emerging project that you all are doing, I know, focused internally on staff health. Tell us about that. Yeah, we wanted to tackle uh, the issue of sitting too much during the workday. We know, especially since COVID, our staff has been sitting and getting much less movement than they were before the pandemic began. So we know this is vital to productivity as well as employee wellness and happiness. And we know that there are a lot of behavioral barriers. So it it makes a good project for our behavioral insights community of practice. The initial steps are to go through that behavioral insights process, which is to slow down and really define the problem and get to know our audience and what behavioral barriers they're experiencing before we dive into generating solutions. So we've been spending quite a bit of time thinking about the people that we're designing for. And our next step will be to actually talk to those people and see what their barriers are. That's a really helpful overview of that emerging project. I want to ask you, Melissa, two more quick questions. One is, In terms of the flow of these community of practice meetings, is there a designated behavioral insights expert in the room, or is it mostly you all figuring these things out together using available resources? I would say it's self-learning together. I, I am the coordinator, so not necessarily the experts that is leading it, but I do coordinate, and I think that's an important piece, is to have someone who is scheduling the meetings, setting the agendas, gauging group interest and group direction, where do we want to go, and kind of seeking out the resources. So we have been able to have consultation from outside experts, one being um, Denver Peak Academy is doing a lot of great work with behavioral insights And then we were able to have a consultation with a member of the Behavioral Insights team. That's useful to know. Melissa, a final question for you. What's your advice for other agencies, other departments around the country that may be interested in launching a community of practice around behavioral insights? So if you don't have the funding to conduct a training, um, the first step I would say 
is to find your people. Who else is interested in this? Um, the more we have talked about it, the more we learn that people are interested in behavioral insights, although they might not call it that. So you might have to talk about it in different ways. The other piece that I think is key is to have someone kind of take ownership and be the coordinator. So someone has to schedule the meetings, um, kind of set up a Google suite or whatever you use um, for you to capture agendas and notes and action items. And then also just to get group input, I think the more buy-in people have, the more likely they are to um, contribute and show up and be excited. So a lot of the way in which we meet and gather and, and the things that we talk about or actions that we take is all based on people's interests. The group started off to fill a demand by staff, and it continues by being responsive to those interests. So it's just a really nice model. Melissa Leal from the Department of Public Health and Environment in Colorado. Melissa, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. And if listeners are interested in setting up a behavioral insights community of practice, feel free to reach out to me. I have a lot more lessons that I can share, and I'm always happy to brainstorm. 